Thank you. Thank you. Uh, fun. Uh, before we get into the battles, we're going to talk about water today. But thank you for reminding us. Joshua was a great commander, the general of the people. And we're going to today talk about what it meant for him to be a new leader as he was leading the people, the Israelites. Last week we said goodbye Moses. This week we say hello Joshua. You know? Like that? You know? It's been a generation in the wilderness. Most of those who knew life as slaves before have died. It's been a generation to learn freedom, a generation to learn to trust God. On their wanderings in the wilderness, but not wandering without purpose. Joshua was the one. I don't know if you remember the story. Joshua was the one 40 years ago before they started on this wilderness trek. He had been sent in to look at the land with some other people. And when they came back out, Joshua said, we can do it. And the other one said, no, we can't. So he said 40 years ago, and now here's Joshua again, leading the people. But it can't just be goodbye, Moses, hello, Joshua. We have to know that it's now. It has to be told in a certain way so that we can trust that God is with us. There has to be more. And we find it in today's account in the scripture. We find it in the water. We recited the stories of water so far covered in the gospel in the call to worship, and in the moment of reflection. All those water stories, huge in our people of faith. What does it mean? Why is it so important? And I want to tell you, the writers, the people, they knew God was with them in a special way when the water became so prominent in the stories. In creation, the way they understood the story was God separated the waters from below from the waters from above. It used to be like this. You know, and God went in and made it like this so that we could flourish and strive. And you know that's true because if you dig down deep enough, you can get water in most places. You go up, look high enough, you can see water, and sometimes it falls on your head. You know, so this is creation. God made space for us to flourish. Then in the flood, what does it say in the story? It says that those boundaries were let go and collapsed and so we had the flood and Noah but God makes a promise in the flood promise for hope it's a rainbow in the sky God will be with you from now on then in Exodus the water comes back again God was with them as they crossed through the Red Sea it was parted and their escape was successful God saved them through the water. The new collapsible boundaries for the waters allowed freedom. Moses listened to God, and God saved them, brought them to the edge of the water and through. Whenever you see such water happenings in the scripture, know that the writers and God wants you to get it. They want you to know that God is acting right there in the lives of the people. And it's written and told in such a way and happens in such a way for it to be easy for us to get it. At least if you're an Israelite back when. Maybe not for us today. And the side section of your, uh, of your bulletin, there's an expl explanation of what Midrash is. And it's a way of telling the stories over and over and over again. How we recount the stories of faith in ways that help us know that God's with us right now. So Midrash is looking at the scripture stories and finding ourselves in the story in the same story, and telling the story of how it's happening today for us. 
There's a good long explanation of it in there. I won't bother you with all the words today. But it helps us know God is with us. It's a way of telling the story as a people of faith. So today, when we read about Joshua and God taking them through the water, we are supposed to know, we are intended to know that God is with them. The God of creation, the God of flood, the God of the Red Sea, now God of the Jordan is with them. It is right, it is good. It wasn't just goodbye Moses, hello Joshua. It was God in the midst of the people saying, yes, now is the time. Let us go through the water again together. I am with you. Wade, wade into that water. All dressed inside God's a going to trouble the water The leader looks like an Israelite God's a going to trouble the water It's the story of water, it's the midrash of our faith and it goes on from the Hebrew scriptures into our Christian testament. It's done with great, great care to tell us more about our relationship with God, about our relationship of God in Jesus. What does it mean? It's done with great care. We have to be sure we see it. We have to be sure we get it. Jesus wades into the water of the Jordan. Jesus wades into the water and over John's objections says, baptize me. Jesus wades into the water. No dry land, just the wet Jordan. In the moment of his baptism, the heavens open. Last time that happened, there was a flood. Last time that happened, we were destroyed. The heavens open. And the spirit descends. A new thing is happening. The sky is torn apart. But we are not destroyed. The same sign, that dove. You remember from the flood, that dove that had that olive branch? This time it's the spirit. The spirit descends as a dove, lands on Jesus, and you hear a voice. And the voice says, this is my own, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. So we're told God is with us as you enter into that water. God is with us there. And then we're told in Jesus, it's a new thing. That water means the heavens are opening up just for you. You are God's own. You are God's beloved. In you, God is well pleased. No dry land, no flood. Our reality changes in Jesus. The heavens are broken open. Now, I don't know about you, but I was baptized as an infant. You know, in the United Methodist Church, it was a compromise. My dad was Assemblies of God, and my mom was Roman Catholic, and they did the best they could to find a place where they could live with each other. <laughs> kind of hard to remember that one. But they still would tell the stories, and I knew that it happened, and I was a part of the family from being a child. My adult baptism came much later, in the time between when I wasn't sure God loved me. 
in the time between being kicked out of my house and finding a new home again. That psychological wilderness of being taught that you were loved but being treated as if you didn't matter. In that season, in that time between, I couldn't tell anyone about it. The struggle was within. I couldn't tell my friends that my parents had kicked me out of the house. I just struggled with it in my heart. It was my last semester of college and I gathered friends together as we were graduating and we did what we often did at that time, 1981, we went camping. Not Montrose camping. <laughs> but Coleman stove and tent camping. We went up to the Guadalupe River and canoed down the river. We, I needed to get out of town and so this looked good to me. We had four canoes all together, and my canoe mate was Jeanette, my best friend in high school, and we went to college together as well. She was about six foot with big blonde Texas hair. You remember the 80s. It was big, big hair. So she was taller than me already, and her hair made her even taller. But she knew how to canoe, so she was in the back of the canoe while I was in the front. And something happened on the sec second day of our camping trip is that we woke up in the morning, and I don't know about you, but Jeanette thought it was a miracle because that big blonde Texas hair was just perfect. Miracle, second day of camping. <laughs> you know, you see miracles where you want to. And she saw it in that. And so she was committed all day long to keep the miracle happening. <laughs> so as we got in the canoe, we positioned ourselves as the fourth canoe. We let all the other canoes go first sort of like sacrificial canoes. <laughs> so as they went down the river and they tumped over, that's my Texas word, they didn't dip or you know, they just kind of tumped over, Jeanette would see that and she'd say, okay, we don't go that way. <laughs> so we kept sacrificing those canoes over and over, <laughs> over again. We finally got to a place called the Devil's Horseshoe on the Guadalupe, I don't know if you've done it, but all the water dumps in. And not many people make it through. So one, two, three, all our canoes got tipped. You know, and Jeanette says, oh, this is not good. So we back up into an eddy on the side to watch other canoes get sacrificed at the soil. <laughs> so we're there, 15, 20 canoes watching as they all get dipped in the water. And I notice a man over on the side of the river over here. He has these long leashes. And his little kid's about this high are running into the water for those cans that get tumped out of the canoes. After a while of watching him, I noticed he had him trained to throw away the soda cans and pick up the beer. <laughs> Texas, Texas, and New Braunfels, you know. Save the hair, save the beer. Thanks, Janice. <laughs> save the hair, save the beer. Oh, goodness. Well, I don't know how many canoes went by, but she saw one. It went just a little bit different. And so she said, that's what we have to do. So we went that way, and sure enough, we made it without getting wet. We found our way to where we were camping that night next to a spillway. And I was still struggling inside. I didn't know quite what to do. Didn't needed that home, but didn't find it anywhere yet. And so that spillway looked really nice, and I walked out there. It was a hot day. I sat right in the middle of it. It's one of those things where the water comes over just about that high, and you can feel the cold water rushing around you as you go down. And so I felt that water, and it felt so good, I decided I'd lay down. So I laid down on that spillway, and the water hit me on the top of my head and flowed down my body and went on down the river. It was a beautiful day, beautiful day. 
cold but beautiful. And as I was sitting there, in a moment, I just became part of the water, part of the river, no longer Troy, no longer separate. And then in another moment, I was watching Troy in the water. I was up above looking at the water, looking at me, could see the campsite over there, could see great distance, and I felt warm. And I felt whole, and I felt loved. And man, if the heavens had opened up, I know I would have heard a voice that said, you are my own. I walked into that water confused and afraid. I walked out of that water knowing God loved me. I didn't know what it meant for the church yet, but I knew me and God were okay. God was asking me to wade into that water. What do I see? Gods are gonna trouble the water. The Holy Ghost is coming on me. Gods are gonna trouble the water. Now, Reverend Janice has been doing some waiting of her own, not just in a simple moment, but over time. She's been praying and listening and discerning God's will. In her waiting, she has found that that voice is moving her on to a new space in her spiritual journey and in her life. And we are going to celebrate, we are going to celebrate 15 years of, of her journey with us, seven years as one of our ministers on April 28th. So mark that day in your calendars because she's going to preach. She's going to bring the word to us that day and we are going to celebrate those 15 years with us, those seven years of ministry and 41 years of ministry here on this space, 41 years of this congregation because it's also our anniversary Sunday. We're going to wade into that water. You know, I remember one of your water stories, one of your stories in 2001 in June, Tropical Storm Allison where the bayou over here became the Jordan and rose right up to meet you, to meet this congregation right in this very space. Three feet deep of water in the sanctuary on Friday. But Sunday was coming. Three feet of water early on Saturday. But Sunday was coming. Houston had 30,000 homeless and 70,000 homes flooded. A medical center with flooded basements, on and off again electricity. But Sunday was coming. Together, you as a people of God waded right in. You waded in and ripped out carpet and carried off pew cushions. I talked to Reverend Dwayne yesterday and he was remembering the mud boots. I said, Dwayne, did y'all have church on Sunday? And he said, we had church on Sunday. Met over in the activities building, preached in mud boots. And then a whole bunch of you followed him right on over here and kept ripping out stuff, ripping out carpet. 
I know some of us at that time probably said, God, can't we just have anything good? But you waded into the water, waded into the water together, and Dwayne said it was a long day. He doesn't know how long it was. He just fell over exhausted at the end of it. But along the way, what he remembered as you worked so hard, as you sweat together, was people were humming. People were singing. It was Sunday, after all. God was with us. On Sunday, the waters parted, and you embodied Christ. You worked not only on this space, but on the 50 homes of resurrection people who got flooded. You waded right into that water, and it did not overcome you. Over at Bering, where I was serving at the time, I got the call on Monday. I said, we need chairs. And I said, chairs? Yeah, we need chairs. Sunday's going to come again. And there's going to be more people. And we need chairs. We went around town gathering up chairs, all sorts of shapes and sizes, and drove them over here, put them up in the activities building where you would worship. They didn't match, but it didn't matter. Sunday was coming. And you would be church. Sunday was coming. You waded into the water. God asked you to. And you took stones, like those 12 tribes, and you set them up for everybody to see. And said, God is here. Remember. Remember and wade into the water. If you don't believe I've been redeemed, God's gonna trouble the water. Just follow me down to Jordan Stream. God's gonna trouble the water. I'm singing wait in the dry ground, high and dry, safe and secure, with good hair, <laughs> waiting for that big sign to show you that God is with you. But God is already here. Sunday keeps coming. God invites you to wade right in. Wade right into the water like Jesus did. Wade right into the water like you did. Put those stones up. Let people know God is here. <laughs> 